Welcome to FRCA Podcast Corner. I'm Jack, your host, and welcome to the FRCA community. It's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, guys, and welcome to FRCA's Podcast Corner. This is our first podcast. I'm here with the Freedom Road crew. I am Jack. Um, I'm Ethan. I'm Jordan. I'm Sam. And today we're going to be talking about all kinds of things. So this podcast is mainly aimed towards helping you young people when you've been in lockdown or you've been feeling a bit depressed. You can come in here and listen and talk with us, join our podcast in the near future. So our first discussion of today is our funniest moments of Freedom Road. Ethan, do you have a funny moment of Ethan, like um, Freedom Road? There's quite a few to choose from, but one of my favourite ones is probably when we was at Tribfest and someone called... Daniel tried stopping a rugby ball and completely offshot it. Ah, but did he go flying or anything like that? Um, No, he just lifted his leg way too high and it was just really, really funny for some reason. When was that then? Where was that at? Was that at Tribfest or...? It was was at Tribfest just before we was um, performing on our stage. So was Tribfest alright? Was it fun? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was really fun, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Well, one of my most funniest moments, I remember, we used to play a lot of games in the sessions, you know, running towards the start or to the end. And one of these games was we had to climb on each other's backs and get the other person to the other side of the room without their legs touching the floor. So here's me, I'm a big lad. I get Melissa on my back and I start running and I falls. And not just on myself, but on top of her. And I was a big lad at the time and I'm thinking I've squished her, she's dead. She's crying on the floor. Ian runs away, tries to get a, you know, grab a first aid kit. It's, it's pandemonium, everyone's crying, I'm crying. And then she just gets up and walks away. And I, I, it was just ridiculous. There's me thinking I'm killed the last, but really it was just a sprained ankle. That was probably one of my most funniest moments of Freedom Road. There's plenty of moments I can remember, but these are the tamest moments. So Jordan, can you remember a moment of Freedom Road? Well, I've not been in Freedom Road quite long, but I've got a few moments. Right. I remember one of my first productions was Annie. Annie? And one of our friends, Dan, jumped, did a front flip over the chairs, or what he did, dove over some chairs. All right. But I ran in front of him, uh-huh. and he smacked me in the leg. But it was my fault that I ran in front. Okay. And when I fell to the floor, all I could felt is, wow, have I, have I really this bland? <laughs> what have I done? Me thinking, oh, because I, I couldn't dance at that point, because right. my leg was hurting. I remember just waddling off and just sitting down somewhere. <laughs> so, um, Sam, you've been a bit quiet. Do you know, tell us a bit about one of your funniest moments at Freedom Road. How long have you been coming anyways to Freedom Road? I've been coming to Freedom Road for about four years now. Um, I don't really have a funniest moment, but I'd say the best moment I've had is at Tribfest because of how big it is. Yeah. It's almost startling when you first see the crowds and then when you're actually on stage playing, it starts, you start settling into it. Yeah. And you almost just forget about the crowd. I can add to that. I've got to say, Freedom Road gave me my first ever experience of the festival. And I don't know about you guys, but it was one of my first experiences of the festival. So I turned up to Tribfest and you just met with a sea, and I mean a sea of tents. You can hear noise and you don't know what the hell's going on. And you've got to lead this long path full of dirt and mud. You've got to carry your sleeping bag with your bag. By the time you get there, you're tired and you want to go home anyways. You set up your tent and then it's like, right, freedom. And the amount of music and the amount of just atmosphere is amazing, isn't it? And the food, oh, the food you can't forget. 
I mean, the amount of times I've had a pizza there, it's crazy. Can I, can I just uh, jump in here? Um, talking about funniest moments, I, I always remember that um, we'd um, saved loads of money to get rid of Gary. Uh, so we sent him to uh, Costa Rica for three months with uh, Rally International, um, hoping he'd get lost. But uh, he came back. But anyway, the idea was that I'd have to go and pick him up from the airport. I was driving at the time, but it'd be really, it snowed really badly. Um, so the roads were you know, obviously not uh, very uh, good. So I went down on the train uh, and I got to Heathrow to meet him. And I'm sat there and round the corner, this kind of uh, bearded man comes walking around with his shorts on. <laughs> um, and I just thought, dear me, has he had a shave for three months? But the worst thing was, we set us on the train. Obviously, he's been travelling for about three days and he didn't have to wash, and he absolutely stunk. Gary, for you? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, so the idea was, well, what I did was, I was sat next to him at the time, and I was thinking, I can't stand this smell. So what I did was, he went to sleep, um, <laughs> and instead of moving just the just the, the seat or the carriage, I actually got off the train and moved trains because it was that bad. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that, that's kind of one of my funniest moments. I don't, I don't, yeah, but he got home all right, because I've, uh, I've seen him since. But yeah, anyway, yeah, that's my funniest moment. I'll tell you what, I can add to that, because when you brought him back, we had a, a Christmas event, didn't we? Like uh, at uh, one of the pubs in town. And I remember him vividly being Santa that year, because he had a beard. And he was the only one in Freedom Road to have a beard, but it was the most worstest beard I've ever seen. It was like, it's like someone had gotten cotton wool and just stuck it to his face with a glue gun. It was dis it was terrible. The thing is, Jack, he's not he's not had a shave since, are there? No, no, it's awful. So right, another subject I thought I'd bring up for you guys is what have you been doing during lockdown? Because during lockdown it's been a bit different, isn't it? It's like someone's put a pause button on your life and gone, right, you can do what you want with your life. And you kind of run out of things to do, your sleeping pattern goes out the window, you find yourself going to bed at four o'clock in the morning, getting up at 12 in, in the afternoon, and you, your days just go by differently. So what have you guys been doing during lockdown that's been helping you sort of survive in a weird sense, you know, get through the hard days of lockdown? Ethan? Well, um, I've mainly been watching like YouTube and um, I've watched a few people doing live streams on Twitch. Oh, bro. And I've been going out and seeing some of my friends now and again. And that's actually what I've been doing through lockdown. Like having a couple of barbecues as well. Yeah, yeah. And like going to see family members in the gardens and stuff. But yeah, it's been really fun. Oh, brilliant. What about you then, Sam? Uh, I've been trying to keep on top of my music because that's one of my biggest hobbies. Uh, what type of music are you into then, Sam? Anything, really. Anything. Bit of a jukebox boy then, I guess. A bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's the sessions over Zoom and stuff that he inputs on, which I try and get involved in as much as I can. Uh, every now and then, if they can, I go meet friends and stuff. Yeah. Just so I have some sort of communication with outside world other than my home. Yeah, yeah. And just trying to live life as it is normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jordan, what have you been up to, bud? To be honest, I've just been sitting at home, playing my Xbox, playing with my mates. The only way I can communicate with my mates. Yeah, yeah. And just the way of staying safe. I've also been going to my dad's. I had one barbecue at his and I go to his every chance I get. Oh, bro, so I have to say though, don't you think it's been a bit different? Like you have to kind of put the effort into being people's friends now. You know, you've got to get up, you've got to kind of, 
and usually you can just meet each other in the streets and you don't have to stay two meters but now you've got to mess each other and like talk to each other more and it's a bit you, you got to put effort in don't you like i have to yeah. say my life's changed drastically during lockdown um I, I gotta say like my mental health took a big hit i don't know if any of you guys have to can relate to that that mental health it took a big hit during lockdown but I think in a, in a good way as well, it gives you a chance to concentrate on yourself, doesn't it? And you can kind of sit there and go, what do I want to do with my life? And it's great, I think. I mean, it's like a first time in a while, everyone in the world has been given a pause and they've been given a chance to think about their life a bit more. And like, I have this little thought about mental health, really. So, you know, when you're feeling down, that's sort of like a tree in it. So trees lose the leaves. So that's like when you're feeling down with your mental health. So when you're feeling down, you lose all your leaves. But slowly but surely, what happens to that tree? The leaves grow back and it gets brighter and stronger and becomes a tree again. That's sort of like what mental health is. Some days you have your bad days and some days you have your good days. And it's just all about the way you see the sun, you know, and how you kind of cope with it. So I have a crazy but funny story that I want to tell you guys what happened during lockdown. So we, we, we've, we built a pond in the garden with a bathtub. Now I don't know if, if anyone's heard of someone making a pond out of a bathtub. But we've basically got a bathtub in the garden with loads of li lilies in it, loads of fish and stuff. And one day I'm just having a look and I go, oh, there's a snail to me, Dad. So I puts my hand in the pond and I pulls it out and it's not a snail, it's a bee. And I throws it back in the pond naturally. Then I goes, no, no, I feel bad, save the bees and everything. So I sticks my hand back in there and I pulls it out and it's just shrinkled up into this little rock-like thing. And I just throws it on the tree and I think it's nothing of it. And a few minutes later, I goes, I'm gonna go and see if it's still alive. And it was moving its little leg. And I'm like, it's still alive. So I went into combat mode and I wanted to save this bee. So I froze it on top of the, um, you know, the blue bins. And I'm thinking, how do you save a bee? So I Googled it. And did you guys know that you can feed them sugar water to make them come back to life? Aye, sugar water, a bit of warm water and sugar, and you can bring a bee back to life. And there's another thing as well about bees. Did you know that bees don't really wanna sting you? It's like their natural defense. So when they sting you, you're meant to leave them. You're meant to let them just crawl around in a circle for a few minutes so they can unplug themselves because their bee, they're like, the bees sting. It's got barbs on it, so it sticks in you and it can't be pulled out. So I've become quite a, let's say, a, I, I wanna save all the bees in the world. So I found it in myself to try and save this bee. I've got a little stick and I'm trying to do CPR with it and everything. I'm trying my best and I see it moving. And I'm like, it's alive. <laughs> so I runs in and gets a little cap of, a little air, uh, you, know, you know, the top of a cap, it takes that off and I fills it full of sugar, puts a bit of warm water, it mix it up. And I'm like trying to like basically drip feed this, this bee and pushing it towards it and I realize I'm drowning it. So I left it and I thought, right, I'm doing more worse than good. So I left it, came back. Next thing you know, it's dried off and it's just about to set off. And it was like a moment in my life, I realized I'd saved that thing's life and it flew off. It was like, a, oh, it was like seeing my son walk for the first time. It's beautiful. Like, you know, when you learn to tie your shoelaces for the first time and you just feel great. That's how I felt. Yeah. So, I've been babbling on long enough. Now, Ethan, have you got any funny stories you'd like to tell us that happened in lockdown? Um, no, I don't really have many funny moments like during lockdown, apart from the fact that I was literally just walking in a straight line and I fell over nothing into um, a pile of horse poo. A pile of horse poo? Yeah. <laughs> Did it smell? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> How, how did you get clean from that? I mean, I, I bet your mum's face when you got in was a picture. Did Luckily, you get a photo of it? No. Ah, oh, shame. <laughs> Luckily, my mum wasn't in, so. Oh, you was lucky then, yeah. Well, I was in. I was in the bathroom for like almost two hours, trying to get it off. Ah. Oh. Because it was like all of my clothes and everything. 
don't think I would have left the bathroom, to be fair. Yeah, I wouldn't have. So, Sam, you've been quite quiet during this. Tell us something that has interested you during lockdown. Have you discovered a new hobby or something funny or...? Uh, I don't really have a new hobby or something funny, but you were talking about your mental health being struck by it. And my mental health had actually become, like, plummeted down because of the lockdown. Right. Because when you're not able to see your friends, you yeah. actually realise who, which of your friends are actually your real friends and which don't really bother with you. Yeah. And it just gets you thinking who actually cared about you. Yeah, but you also got to think about those, Sam. Uh, during lockdown, uh, some people may not be putting you prior, you know, prioritising you, but that doesn't mean they're not your friends, does it? Because, like, I, I kind of thought that at first, and I thought I'm being a bit selfish as in, like, some people maybe just be going through quite a hard time and then they don't have the time to sit down and message you or something. So don't cut everyone off, you know, because at the end of the day, we're all in a quite a, a pickle at the moment, isn't it? The world's mm -hmm. kind of been spun on its axis and uh, stopped and we're all a bit dizzy at the moment, not knowing what to do. Jordan, have you, you got a funny story during lockdown? I haven't really got a funny story, but I have had a few things happen to me in lockdown. Oh, God. Uh, there's a few times I have been myself, jerks, and always being nice. Um, but there's been a lot of times where I've just gotten angry or sad for no reason. And I oh. end up taking it out on my mum and dad, and right. that's obviously not a nice thing to do. So when I when they tell me for doing it, I go back to my room, go from being angry to sad to how can I like fix this? Bro. And then I try and just stay out of the way so everyone can calm down. And what I do to clear my mind is play games or draw. Right. So that's what I do. I just text my mates, see oh. how they are. What do you guys want to do in the future then? Because now you've all been sat and you've been thinking, and I guess a lot of your time's been put on pause. Do you have anything you want to do? Jobs, college, do you want to go to university? What things do you want to do with your life? Uh, well, I've uh, just recently finished college. Right. Uh, and I'm go to university in September to study music production. But as a career in the future, I want to become a live sound engineer, oh, working brilliant. on stages with big artists and uh, groups and stuff like that. Yeah, well, I mean, well that's a great thing, isn't it? You know what I mean? You, can, you get to meet celebrities, don't you? And exactly. talk to them and stuff. Yeah, that's a great thing to think about. Obviously, as well, because of Freedom Road, I guess you've been doing that over the years, helping yeah. the ends and, you know, in out and stuff. So, what about you then, Ethan? Um, I also want to get into like, my acting and stuff like that. Oh, bro. Because it's been something that I've wanted to do for a long time. And I've obviously had the opportunity with Freedom Road and stuff. And I just want to carry that on. Yeah. So um, hopefully going to um, get the grades I need to do a level three drama um, course at Hull College. Oh, brill. So um, what made you, is, has it been a character or a part that you've been given in the past that's kind of spared you to do this now sort of thing? Is this something that's inspired you to go, yeah, that's what I want to be? Um, well, I just like the fact that doing all the different productions that we've done, you can become someone yeah. someone else for like a certain period of time. Yeah. And it's just that sort of like freedom of not having to be yourself that I quite um enjoy. That's great that. That 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 what you said there is sort of why I do acting. Um I've not really done much acting, obviously I've been at university and stuff, but I had an acting job in Blackpool and um, I had to play a demon 
of all things, and I had to throw a woman in the bin and set her alight. I mean, obviously I didn't do it for real because, well, it's murder, innit? But uh, that was quite a fun experience because within those two hours of me pretending to be demon and running around Pleasure Beach, I wasn't myself and it took me away from myself and made me think think about other things and like, I had some real fun during that. I mean, I ate a cigarette that was on fire. Um, I, I, I dislocated my arm in the last year. So someone grabs hold of me during a fake fight and throws me across the car park. And I goes flying onto the floor and I puts my right hand out to stop myself from falling. And he has a little crunch. And then he, he, he keeps fake kicking me and I just have to fake die. And then for a few minutes I'm laid there going, have I got a broken arm? And I've got loads of people standing around me going, is he okay, is he dead? They all clear off and they, a paramedic comes, scoops me up, puts me on a stretcher and I'm carried away. And I'm like, it's just my arm. It was the best experience of my life. I felt like, I don't know, <laughs> imagine it, you know what I mean? I, I felt great just after the performance I gets given a, a sprain on my arm and I'm past a bottle of Prosecco and I'm paid for it. I don't know about you, but I think I was winning there. Broken arm, bottle of Prosecco, all's good. So guys, how do you feel about wearing this PPE at the moment? Because we've got a, we've got masks on at the moment, guys, doing this podcast. So I don't know if you noticed, but we sound a bit like Darth Vader or something, don't we? It's a bit a bit odd. What do you, how do you feel about it? Because don't you feel a bit constricted? Like you can't smile at someone like normal on the bus, can you? You can't. An old woman comes on the bus, and I don't know about you, but I always smile at old people because I worry they're going to look at you wrong. Like you're always a wrong on that. So I always smile at them to make them feel a bit more positive about you know about looking at you. You can't give no one a smile. You have to do that annoying nod of, or they pull your mask down real quick and give them a smile, but you just look like an idiot. How do you feel about this, PP? Um, I don't really like wearing them. Yeah. It's, it kind of like restricts you in a way, because all the stuff that you used to do, you had to kind of use like facial expression to show that. And whilst you're out now, you can't actually like full on show yourself off because you can't really show, show your facial features. Exactly. What about you, Jordan? How do you feel about the PPE? Because you've got quite a fancy mask. You've got a vent on yours, velvet. You got me with just a paper thing. It's not as comfy as you think. Oh, right. The chin's itchy, but mate, I always wear what you call snoods. It's oh. the thing that goes around your neck and you can pull it up to go over your face. Oh, right. Look at that, guys. I found out a new interesting fact. I always wear those. Because, right. me, I don't really, like, show my face around in public. Right. So it's not really bothering me as much. It's just, with this one, it's hard to breathe in it with me being asthmatic. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to, like, downclan people who's, as who's asthmatic. So it might find them harder to breathe or do things they normally do. Right. So, so that's do you reckon I'm they should maybe about. bring out something for people with, say asthma or vice versa because yeah. you've got a vent on yours some of us ours don't oh, Ethan's got a vent on his as well but man and Ian and Sam's don't have vents so maybe they need to take it into precautions people's sort yeah, like of people with conditions asthma, and with stuff asthma. yeah like they could do something like add little holes with like things over them yeah to help you breathe because with me I often have to pull my mask down a bit to breathe right so that's why I'm sometimes just lifting the chin area up I mean, so I I'm always breathe. pulling mine down because my, my glasses steam up. It's like I'm in a shower or something. It does my head in. That's why I'm not wearing mine. Oh, it's so annoying. So, uh, Sam, how do you feel about PPE? You've uh, gone a bit quiet. It, it is constricting and it restricts how you'd normally live life. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there are people who are vulnerable to this pandemic. Yeah. And if wearing the PPE protects them and keeps them alive, I, I don't mind wearing it because at the end of the day it's saving lives 
Yeah. We, we want to try and keep the world healthy. Yeah, definitely. Like, as, as long as you know you can look after your family or friends or vice versa. Go on, Ian. Yeah, just going on the back of what um, uh, John was saying, my wife, she's asthmatic. Um, and, well, you know, I've, I've been in hospital a few months, but she's been in hospital a few times over the years uh, when she's had kind of really kind of uh, bad bouts of it. Oh. And you get, like you say, really restricts, you know, she's kind of been staying in the house as much as she can, really. And if she goes out, she has a really good kind of, you know, mask. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's basically been restrictive for her. So I know, you know, from what you're saying, you know, I can understand that definitely. Um, and I think if we're all careful, like we are today, wearing the stuff that we are when we're doing things like this, I think I think there are we're finding alternative ways out with communicating yeah. and getting out there and doing what we can as long as we're careful with it. Yeah, because uh, we've been meeting up uh, for the last few weeks doing a project, haven't we, guys? An acting project. So go on, John. Have you had something to you want to say? Do you know I'm going what Sam's saying about yeah. the PP? Like you, you do see people walking around without masks on, don't you? Yeah. Without any protective things on, and that's annoying. But also, I don't know if they've got anything wrong, like with breathing and stuff. So like, you can never assume oh they're not wearing a mask or they're passing corona on. Yeah, so I I'm mean, just saying if like you see someone without a mask on, don't just assume that this one like pass on the virus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you see someone without a mask on, it's it's up to them, and it is. If you want to wear your mask, you wear your mask. Like I know you have. There's there's a certain rule now on the guideline that you have to wear your mask on, like your your mask on the bus. Yeah, I agree with that because it's confined space. There's not much air circulation and stuff. But wearing it in public, it's been said that if you're out in a park or out in public, if someone coughs, there's more of a less chance of it spreading. So I think that'd be one thing to think about. Uh, is if you see somebody without a mask on. No, don't judge, yeah, you know, because... Yeah, don't judge. Yeah, exactly. We can all we all wear our masks or don't wear our masks. Like, I was on the bus this morning. Right. And, you know, you went to do it to... There's an empty seat. You're sat there in an empty seat. Well, on my bus this morning, you're not meant to sit next to each other if you don't, like, live in the same household. Yeah. I saw a lot of people sitting next to each other oh. who aren't in the same household. Because I'm like... So they're breaking the rules that I yeah. sit on the buses now. But also though, if you think about it that way, the bus driver should have known the capacity is allowed. It says on the sticker, 11 yeah. people, no standing. On the bigger buses, I think it's 23. So if the bus driver should know, he should be condemned to the rules. Yeah, because he just allows people, like you meant to wear masks when on the bus yeah. now. A lot of people got on my bus morning without no masks on or anything. Right guys, so I'm gonna open up one more thing to us guys because I've noticed you're all interested in the performing arts industry. And I don't know if you've all known this or, or know about this, but the performing arts industry has taken a big sink on it due to the lockdown. And um, not much money, theatres can't open as much, less capacity in the theatres, therefore they can't even, like usually with a show, they have to get 65% of the outtake, you know, the intakes before they can even break even with a show because the amount of money it goes towards getting that show up and running. So with a less capacity in the theatres, therefore theatres aren't gonna be, you know, breaking even, therefore less money, less money before long. I'm worried that the arts ain't gonna be around as much anymore. Because I don't know if you've all noticed, but you've all been more interested in the arts since lockdown. We've all been watching YouTube, watching our favorite TV shows, our favorite films, We've been writing, we've been reading more. All that is arts, and without it, we'd be bored, wouldn't we? So, what's your all like your take on this? I don't. Um, uh, you go first, Sam. I don't really know much about performing arts and stuff, but coming from a music standpoint, I can see where you're coming from because with all the lockdown and everything, all the 
uh, professional studios won't be open. Yeah. So not many artists are getting recent music out there because not many artists have professional studios within the homes. Yeah. So that kind of gives them a standstill with their career and makes them struggle with their career and just wonder how they're going to get back on track eventually. Exactly, yeah. Like, for instance, because you're going into the tech side of things, aren't you? Yeah. They might not be able to have as many people backstage as they would, would used to, so that you might not even get the job you're after. You, it's it's quite worrying. Like, uh, Ethan, what was you going to say? Because you're going to be an actor, so this might be worrying for you. Yeah, it's being an actor at the moment, it's really hard because... The um, the government's had to put like 1.8 million or billion something yeah. into um, the performing arts because they um, obviously haven't had the money. Yeah. And it's worrying me because if I can't like really like do like shows because like less people will be able to yeah, like to see you, yeah. get to see you, there's not going to really be that much of a point on keeping the things open. Well, because not no, many because people can see. With a performance, you can a performance could be a performance. A man can go and step on an empty stage, and that's considered a performance because he's putting out his art on stage. It doesn't matter how many people come and see it, but my main point is, how is our, is the performing arts industry meant to pick itself up when it's already dropped down so low? You know, it's it's going to cost a lot of money for this to happen, and with all this, the fact that we can't have any people in capacity in theatres. There's not going to be much money coming into the performing arts industry, is there? It's like it's kind of forgotten about in a weird sense. Yeah, like it's a dying really. out. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's not going to be a dying out thing. I think um, it's being forgotten about for now. Uh, there's a lot of talks in the you know the news and stuff about it, but I can't say much myself, you know, because I don't know exactly. But I'm worried that the performing arts industry is going to take a big hit, you know, because. How would you get out there and and as a performing performer, we're always in front of people, we're in front of a big crowd. It's quite, you know, there's it, our our industry and performing arts industry all goes on the audience. And if you can't have a big audience in, you can't have your big money back. It just brings you down, and you're like working so hard on something, but not many people are there to watch it. Or some people don't appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. But they don't know like the things that go on in the actors' heads or anything to do with them mentally. Yeah. Because there's been a few times I know people who have experienced these mental breakdowns before going on stage. Like, my first time, you know, doing this rock challenge. Right. I had a mini asthma attack before going on. So people don't understand what actors do go through before going on stage. Yeah. Uh, just kind of just want to add in here. The other we're talking about, which is really good, about kind of aspirations for the future. and um, But for me, the kind of the... The kind of performing arts for me for this charity that we run it's a way of engaging people in something kind of really positive yeah and i think what's come for me is over this lockdown is people like yourselves how you've kind of adapted the way that you work and looked at alternative ways of communicating so things doing things like this yeah. and obviously we've all got uh, masks on we've got social distancing and, and stuff like that so we're, you know young people like yourselves are, are kind of eager to make sure that you're looking for other ways of kind of you know using the, the, the kind of um, creative arts yeah yeah and I think things like this will hopefully the idea is that this will kind of inspire certainly some more young people at Freedom Road to kind of get involved as well because exactly. they kind of see that and they're saying I want to get involved in that and I think that's really powerful stuff that you're doing 
for stuff for things like this. Do you know what I mean? It is going to be really kind of, yeah. Well, if you mention that, Ian, I think that's a great way of us being able to kind of talk about the future for this podcast. So the future of this podcast is we want to invite young people from all over Freedom Road. We want to have young charity, you know, we're going to have local charities. Hopefully, maybe have some NHS staff, policing, all sorts of people involved in the arts, involved in the industry, all over the place to kind of get them in here. And we can have discussions about different types of areas that we can kind of understand and it's a great way of kind of getting you guys involved because the youth is like sort of a great thing we're the future and that's what we've got to think about you know you know the youth today you know it's it's a great thing go on sam uh you were talking about the performing arts industry being on a sad still but i think without realizing it we're all part of the performing arts industry in a way because we all watch tvs or movies or youtube and stuff like that which is still arts because it's still people performing. Yeah. So maybe that's how we can get it back out there by creating new TV shows or new movies. Or a different way of doing it. Yeah. Right, um, I think this is going to be the end of our first podcast, guys. So thanks for listening. You've been listening to FRCA Podcast Corner. This is Jack saying goodbye. Do you all want to say goodbye before we uh, leave? Um, goodbye, guys. We'll see you. Have to stay safe. Just stay safe and tune in next time. Yeah, thanks for listening.